That's all we can play for in show. Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards recorded at almost 2 o'clock in the freaking morning. Jared Atkins alongside Kurt Kelly. Kurt, what's up? <laughs> we just finished about an hour ago our uh, Tiger Woods episode and we thought, what the hell? We were amped up. We were sitting here kicking back playing music and uh you know me and carter some round boys we uh, had a little midnight snack onion rings and chicken nuggets <laughs> it, works. <laughs> it works and i kept telling him you keep pushing me and getting me amped up we're gonna record something else he said what are we gonna talk about i said well fuck i guess we'll find out so welcome to the bonus episode uh my god what are we gonna talk about now son got me all amped up <laughs> what we what we've been doing is uh by the way our latest episode should already be uploaded out there in the internet world now but we've been going through spotify and i've been checking to see if our episode has went yet kurt if it's up there yet uh and it's up there now two hours and 21 minutes is what it shows hell yeah bro the episode, check it out. It's on. Hats off to Mr. Atkins here. A lot of research went into that. I appreciate that. Holy fuck, was that loud. Good job. Great fucking job. <laughs> it's, it, I, I titled it episode four, The Rise, Fall, and Return of Tiger Woods, King of the Mountain. And I wanted you to hear this episode description. It says, in our longest episode to date, the boys discuss the meteoric rise to stardom, the supernova-like collapse, and the stellar ascent back into the sports heaven like a god, the one and only Tiger Woods. Listen as the boys talk stats, records, and Jared makes the bold claim that Tiger isn't on the Mount Rushmore golf, but rather Tiger is the mountain you carve golf's Mount Rushmore out of. A hot take if there ever was one. But yeah, we've been playing on Spotify. I've just been uh, trying to stump Kurt. We've been playing a lot of music and playing songs for the last 45 minutes, which I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I feel like I should read this disclaimer that I ripped off of YouTube because we've been playing music and this disclaimer off of YouTube basically says that uh, you can't fault us for using music because it is, how did they word that? copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the 1976 copyright act allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism comment news reporting teaching scholarship and research fair use is a use permitted by copyright stature that might otherwise be infringing Nonprofit, educational or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use so it's fair use i try to cut out all lyrics but Regardless, any music you ever hear on this podcast, all copyrights and ownership goes to the writers, the players, the record labels, whoever. So there's that. But uh, so bonus episode. I'm all amped up and excited. I'm running off this high ass adrenaline. That was hands down, I think, the best episode we've done so far in the four we've put out. And I, I, you kept pushing me. I told you. I said we're going to do another one. And now here we fucking are, at two o'clock in the morning. So we'll see what we got. I, uh, I keep talking about everything. We got. We talked about. Hey, let's draft fantasy baseball pitchers. And I said let's talk about the legalization of marijuana. And yeah, that's a good topic. <laughs> 
Dude, I don't know. I just I don't see the problem with it. Like I've never experienced it, but hands down. You've been around sit-bites. Oh, I fuck yeah, I've been around people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been around people, but I mean, it's never been my thing. But God, Jesus Christ, man, can we not get to a decriminalization of this? Busting people for possession of pot. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think you need to be selling it on the street. I think you need to have a license to sell it. But my God, can we not? You should be able to cultivate your own too. I mean, if you, if grow your own pot. As long as it's, that's a that's a hot take, bro. As long as it's within a, a certain amount. Of, Why are people in jail for pot? People grow sweet corn and people grow green beans, but whatever you know. It's, but I guess, well, fuck. If we're going to decriminalize pot, then I want moonshine should be legal for me to go make in a still oh, behind my house. I agree. I would love to go make some right now. Some moonshine? Guess what's coming up? What? Raspberries and blackberries. That's oh, that's boy. That makes some good brew, dude. Some brandy. I'm not talking this watered-down stuff. I'm talking the stuff that sets in a cellar for 20 years, got dust on the bottle, and it's got a black X on it. Blackberry brandy. Blackberry brandy. I got a buddy who's got a steel. Yeah? Like an old copper steel? Uh, it ain't copper steel, but he's got copper on it. He's warm. The stuff's all copper. The, the pot itself's not. But you still get it run through some copper to clean all the bad stuff out of it. Yet. Well, I, know, if, I know a little bit about if it. If your pot's got copper on it, I don't want it. <laughs> Inside. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. I've never, I've never smoked it, so... Well, I've never drank any of that either, but no, I've never smoked pot. But what the fuck are we going to talk about? You got me all amped up here. <laughs> Our first bonus episode. Why not throw out some bonus content? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to ask you something. I did like the word association. Uh, not, we might do some of that here. I like it. I, w- I want to ask you something right now. I want you. I want you to think about this. Is there any chance in the world that how sh- how should I word this? This isn't a real episode, so people can sit here and listen to me click my teeth while I think how to say this. Um, how the fuck do I want to word this? Okay, fine. Fuck it. I'll throw it out there. Uh, is there any chance at all you think the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, how many years do you think Roethlisberger's got left? He hasn't retired yet, though. He hasn't retired yet, but physically, I think he might have been done when his arm was thrown out. I mean, I want to see him come back as much as the next guy. That you think there's any chance they get rid of him moving in another direction? we got to look toward the future. I, I love Ben Roethlisberger. Worthless burger. I mean... Worthless burger. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Third inch is he's going to stick his nose in there. Have you seen the beak on that son of a bitch? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame... Yeah. Bl- yeah. I mean, uh, linebacker playing quarterback, basically. 
They don't call him Big Ben for nothing. I mean, them. I mean, all them women coming out with their uh, accusations. They're like, yeah, they don't call him Big Ben for. I shouldn't joke about that. I shouldn't joke about that. I'm just kidding, ladies. We have to edit that out. Seriously. Ah, uh, anyway. yeah. careful. We yeah. we have officially unofficial sponsors. Careful. Uh, so <laughs> it's so weird. We're doing this uh, just bonus. Like I'm just amped up, man. Like people thinking, listen to this, thinking he's high as fuck. Yeah, I am high. I honestly am 100 percent high. It's an adrenaline high. Ain't been no sticky icky in my mouth. I'm telling you right here. It's just, man, we had a hell of a good episode. We were talking sports, and Kirk kept pushing me and pushing me. I'm like, fuck it. Bonus episode. He goes, I don't know what to talk about. We don't have a script. Like, we're winging it. Sometimes best right off the cuff, man. <laughs> that was, uh, by the way, that was Don't Bring Me Down by the Electric Light Orchestra, ELO. Yep. I'm serious. If, if somebody, if one of these guys finds this, they can't sue me. It's fair use. And I gave credit to everybody. That's right. Man, I, we went back. Like, I was pulling out, like, Queen on you and, you know, Elton and yeah. Sticks. He's trying to derail me, but he did a couple of times. I'll tell you what, for, you said you're 33 years old. 33 years old. You're I'm impressed. With my music? Yes. Uh, the things I have on there. Yeah, I think it's cool. Hey, Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Remember, fair use. Right. So I got to give credit where to do. So like I said, any music you hear in this, I'm going to try not to mention names, but all lyrics, all musical content, everything goes to the writers, the artists, the labels, everybody who owns it. This is none of our shit. Hang on, I, was, I wanted to hear it. That was Stevie Ray's version. I'm telling you right now, I fight people on this. Stevie Ray Vaughn was twice the guitar player Hendrix was. And I, that's a hot take, and I'll take that to the bank. You can send me the hate mail. Stevie Ray Vaughn was twice the player. Yeah. Helicopter crash. Plane crash into the side of a mountain. Yeah. Foggy. Yeah. Helicopters, folks. Don't get in them. Well, it was a hel- it was a helicopter or a plane, I can't remember. Helicopter. Fucking that's what got Kobe, Kobe too. Yep. God damn man. A Alan, world Alan, without Kobe. Alan Kowicki. Alan Kowicki, number seven. Yep, for sure. Alan Quickie. Don't get helicopters, folks. By God, man, back in the day, Alan and Davey Allison. Yeah. Two yeah. guys gone within. Yep. It's yeah, crazy. Damn good I like watching race. NASCAR was NASCAR back then. I got I got over, vague memories of it. Over plate. BS. I mean, it was. I want to see some balls, bitches going two ten, two twenty at Talladega. Screaming. I mean, the restrictor plate, it kind of, yeah, you know, everybody likes to see it because it makes the big event happen. Everybody's bunched up together, right? But, man, I don't know, some of the days, the petty's just blowing everybody out by two laps, you know, it's like, they built, the, they had the better engine, right? 
I had a Fox body Mustang and I let it go. So here's the deal. I bought an 85 Fox body. Might've been a, it was 84. Dude, it's been so long. I can't remember. I'll have to show you a picture on my phone. Bought it from my cousin or not. Oh, my cousin. Fuck no. My best friend, his dad brought the car home from Ohio. It belonged to his father's cousin. They put a brand new 302 high output in it. And then oil was getting in the gas or something. The carburetor fucked up or something. So they parked it and just let it sit in the garage for 10 years. I got it. As soon as I cranked it over, you could hear it had a modded cam in it. A little bit of tweaking. I was uh, I was going to paint it black with silver stripes on it. I was going to have the, and I was going to embroider, or shouldn't embroider. I was going to have a decal made across the window called the Devil's Reject. And I was going to take another 302 block, and I was going to stroke that son of a bitch out to 347. I was going to dump a 347 stroker in that son of a bitch and just run loud-ass Flowmaster exhaust. And uh, then, you know, life. life, women, marriage, sell the car for money. And now that car is driving around the thriving metropolis of bird's eye. I put a big, big block. You ever take a ridge on it? Oh yeah, it's just a fox. I mean, fox body. I mean, everything's straight. Yeah, I mean, the body was a little rough, but I I could have done with that. I just didn't have time back then. I was working at the foundry again. I hell, I was working twelve hour shifts, twelve days in a row. I should never let that car go. It was the devil's reject, and I was gonna have me a custom, just black. a horrific looking skull on the hood, just creepy, black and silver, black and red, black and silver, the devil's reject. Before that, I called it the Rustang because it was a little rough. I called it the Rustang. But I was going to stroke it at 347. That'd been a hell of a motor. For sure. Yeah. What year? 84 or 85. I think it was 84. GT, five speed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's an 80, right down the road here, I think there's an 86 Mustang GTO. Yeah. Pretty good shape. Huh. White. That's white. Sounds good, yeah. Dude, you realize that it's like uh, 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. I don't even care. It's I'm Sunday morning. Hey, it's officially Sunday morning, which means we got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. That's okay. I'll take like a two-hour, three-hour nap today. I'll be good. I don't have nothing to do today. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of get I'm ready to go back to work by the time Sunday rolls around. But we get a three-day weekend. Oh, well, yeah. And we don't work Fridays. We have not name dropped our employer yet. I'm impressed with us. Which I mean, if they if people know our host by now, if they check my Facebook, it's listed on there. Right. I'm just not sure if we're ready to do that yet. No, we don't want to embarrass them. I'll embarrass my part time job just for the hell of it. I mean, come check me out, y'all. Work hometown IGA. Come check out my meat Cut and cheese. Meat. Cut that meat. Cut. <laughs> what is it? Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I sliced uh, some Merkley pit hand tonight, some smoked bologna. Dude, that sounds good. I sliced a little beef pastrami too, and I sampled a little piece, just all red and oh god, so good. That sounds good. We had chicken nuggets and rings. I came in tonight smelling like fried chicken from the deli, and luck was all over me, wasn't he? Yeah, he was all over it. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. 
Yeah, he's hogwash. He's giving you. Okay, so let's have some fun, right? So it's just a bonus episode. We have no topic. We've already decided our topic for next week. Uh, what if KD, you know, stayed in OKC? So we're breaking the fourth law because we don't really have any rules. So, and you said you wanted to have a little fun. So we are. You can see I'm getting the notepad out here. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to draw a line right down the middle. Okay. Jared on one side. Dirty Curdy on the other. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. And I'm going to write down 10. Oh, man. I hope I can all fit the. Yeah, it'll work. And since this is your house, I'm going to let you go first. We're going to do a fantasy pitcher draft. Now, these can be closers, starters, whoever, but you're going to select 10 pitchers. And so am I. And keep in mind, I have – I. How many guys are in a, a regular rotation? I mean, Well, five. You usually five. have five. And, yeah. and then you have relievers and closers. You don't even have to. You can, you can make anybody. I'm just saying you can pick 10 pitchers. I don't give a shit if you pick 10 starters or 10 closers. Okay. And I have not looking at any stats. We're just going to have a little fun. Just this is a bonus episode. There ain't no rules and shit. And you got me all. God damn, I'm so high off this episode of Tiger Woods. That was the best episode. episode. A good episode. That was the best episode we did. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. I didn't do as. I mean, I did 11 pages of research. And I didn't go as in depth with the research as I did with the Golden State episode. But it's just the way I pieced it all together and the format and. So, uh, just for that, hey, it's a bonus episode. However long it goes, whatever we do. Fantasy draft, you want 10 pitchers. 10 pitchers. I don't give a fuck if they're starters. I don't care if they're past, closers, past, relievers. Past, present. Past, present, future, dead or alive. Prospects, him, I don't give a shit. All right, All right I got you. So, you pick 10 pitchers. And it's your house, so I'm going to let you go first. First overall pick. First overall pick? Yep. You're going to say Nolan Ryan, aren't you? I thought about it. No? Fernando. Fernando? Yep. Vin- I don't even know how there, to spell. There was a phenom right there. I mean. How do you spell Venezuela? Took baseball by storm. Valenzuela. V-A-L-E-N. You know, we'll just put Fernando V. There you go. Let's put Fernando V. I could write it out real quick. Hey, I might take a picture of this and put it on our Steel Toes and Scoreboards Facebook page. Okay. I'm a Dodger fan, too, so. So you picked Fernando Venezuela. I call him Venezuela. So you per, you picked Fernando, which means I get to pick whoever I want. And this is going to be a snake, so I get two back, so it's going to go. Everybody's getting one back to back. So you picked Fernando. <coughs> And uh, I'm going to pick Mr. Randy Johnson. Johnson. The big unit. Scary. Yeah. That makes me think of John Crook again. Yeah, that that was pretty good. So, and then it's back to me. So, Randy Johnson. And... I'm, you're gonna kill me for this, Clayton. 
How bad do you hate me right now? No. That's, that's a good pick. For sure. That's your ace in the hole yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Tilt truck crunch time. <laughs> but they had to ride him all year. But anyway. All right. My, my pick. Yep. You get two of them. I get two of them. Well, I got got to have another lefty in the line. Tom Glavin. Chad would be very happy. Crafty. All right, so let me write that down. Tom Glavin. Why don't you just go ahead and take Smoltz or Maddox while you're at it? No. Okay. That's Tom Glavin. Now I'm going to go to the way I have some right hand, but Nolan Ryan. I spelled Nolan wrong. How the hell do I? I spelled no like Christmas no. What the? It's 2 o'clock. It's a bonus episode. Steel Toes and Scoreboards bonus content. Okay, full disclosure. I love our setup, but I wish now I would have spent a little more money, a couple hundred extra bucks, and got a bigger pad so we could have had yeah more sounds but i'm happy with what we got we're gonna use the shit out of this for the next couple years and then eventually you know who knows maybe we'll uh okay so your picks read fernando venezuela tom glavin nolan ryan i've got randy johnson and clayton kershaw so i'm gonna come back since you took nolan and i'm gonna take the guy i always put opposite of nolan in every debate Roger roger clemens and then i'm gonna go from roger clemens to, I'm going to go ahead and take Maddox. Yeah, not a bad pick. So, okay. back to you for two. This will be fun because I'm going to put a poll on our Facebook page and then I'm going to share this to my own personal Facebook page and ask people who they thought came out on top in this fantasy okay. pitcher duel. Cool. So, all right. So, back to you for two. I figured he was going to fall in here somewhere. Oh, damn it. I didn't even think about Koufax. I don't even know what to say, bro. That's impressive. So back to me for numbers five and sixth. So... This would be the 10th pick overall. So I am going to... Oh, man, it's hard when you really think. I mean, if you're just picking off the top of your head, you can mention any name you want, but... Uh, a lot of good pictures Very good. Uh, I'm going to do a little Philadelphia Phillies love, a little Toronto Blue Jays love. The guy that's no longer with us. The Doc, baby, Yes. So, Roy Halliday, and then, oh, God. How do you not pick Cy Young? I mean, the wards yeah, are named after yeah, him. So, yeah, I'm going to take Cy Young before you grab him because I'm sure you were thinking. Oh, I was thinking somewhere. So. Brett uh, Saberhagen. You, oh, man, you took Saberhagen from me. Hey. It's up for grabs. Be honest with the few listeners we have. How often do I talk about Saberhagen? At least well, once every couple of weeks, I, I throw a, yeah. I throw a Saberhagen reference in there. I'm glad you did because I'm using him right now. Uh, no, he was. 
A winner. Sure. A damn sure proven winner. Yes. Brett Saberhagen. Okay, so you have another one. Mariano Rivera. Rivera. The greatest closer of all time. Uh, hands down. Cut fastball to the next level. Not hittable. You're a Dodger guy, right? You bleed Dodger blue. So I could pick a closer, too. Yeah. Your closer, Kenley Jansen. Or I could also pick another closer, a guy you hate because, you know, the Astros, Dodgers World Series. I could also pick Houston Street. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing with this is I could put any of these guys in as a closer if I wanted to. I'm just, I mean, I'm not really picking just, like that. We're just picking. Just picking pitchers. pitchers. All right, so, so far – through you just started the seventh round you have fernando venezuela tom glavin nolan ryan bob gitson sandy koufax brett the beautiful bastard saberhagen god that man could deal on the mound mariano rivera i have randy johnson clayton kershaw roger clemens greg maddox roy holiday and cy young not gonna be much offense in these games folks (laughs) uh do I take Scherzer? Do I take Strasburg? Do I take Verlander? Oh, God. You can't take Verlander. Why do you hate Justin I, I Verlander hate, so much? You know what? This is a bonus episode. We don't really have a format. We're just talking, right? right? You know what pissed me off about Verlander, even though I like Verlander? When Verlander won MVP, pitchers don't win MVPs. That's what the Cy Young is for. I agree. I agree. They're like, well, he dominated that. See, we never seen anybody like it, so they gave him that. It doesn't matter. That's what the Cy Young is for. You don't give a pitcher the league MVP. Okay, you make another. Yeah, you don't do the MVP. No, you don't don't give him anything. That's what the Cy Young is for. I don't. Oh, God, that irritates the shit out of me. Okay, fine. Back to pitching. So I have two of them, and I can't believe I'm going to pick this guy. But we talked about him the other day. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Good pick. He can deal it out there, too. So I got three picks left. So let's go Andy Pettit. And, man, I love I love pitching. Uh, God. <laughs> There's like It's just you have to start thinking. Pretty tough. Oh God. Uh it is, and it's exciting to think about. Nobody wanna pick Whitey Ford? I thought about Whitey earlier and I'm like, eh. I could see if he's still around later. Well, I'm not gonna pick Whitey anyway. That's the fun thing, because I told you we weren't allowed to cheat and look at our phones and think about all the great pitching seasons, so uh You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Kenley Jansen just to, I mean, get a closer at least, even though I don't really need one. And plus, you know, I can steal another Dodger from you. So, okay. I love Kenley Jansen, by the way. When my ex-wife was pregnant with baby number three, we didn't find out the gender. We wanted to be surprised. 
So I kept saying, boy or girl, I'm going to name it Kenley or maybe Jansen. She said, why? I'm like, Kenley Jansen. She goes, I don't know who that is. I'm like, but she shot it down. Anyway, okay, so back to you for your, your last two picks were my last two picks were Andy Pettit and Kenley Jansen. So it's back to you for two of your final three picks. Oral Parsizer. Why does that not surprise me? I can't even spell Hershizer, so we'll just put it. There we Hirsch, go. There you go. And you're going you're gonna to laugh at this one. Justin Verlander? No, I'm going back to the We Are Family days. The, uh... John Candelaria. What wicked left-hand slider, dude. I almost put Steve Carlson right there. Almost put Steve Carlson right there. Dude, that's impressive. Um... Remember John Candelaria? I do. So it's back to me. So I have two picks, and these are my final two picks, and then you have one left. Oh. I'm surprised you haven't asked me why I ain't picked Kurt Schilling yet. I was wondering. If you you didn't take him, he might have been my last pick. I don't know. Uh, Bulldog. bulldog. I could almost pick R.A. Dickey just for that outlier season he had, what, 2012 or 2013? That knuckleball dominated the whole majors and knocked everybody off their rocker. Uh, Fuck, son, I really don't know. Um, Come on, you got two left. I know. Let's give a a rundown here. So pretty... So far, I have Randy Johnson, Clayton Kershaw, Roger Clemens, Greg Maddox, Roy Holiday, Cy Young, Andy Pettit, Kenley Jansen. Kurt has Fernando Venezuela, Tom Glavin, Nolan Ryan, Bob Gitson, Sandy Koufax, Brett Saberhagen, Mariano Rivera, Oral Hershiser, John Candelier. So back to me. Um, God almighty, dude. Uh, I already know where I'm going with my last one. It's just got two left, you know, and you don't want to say the wrong one. Oh, God. Um, this gets tough. I got something we can add to this when we get down to this. Well, hey, I'm all for it. Uh, you know what? Keep things rolling. Everybody's like, come on, we're waiting. Who? Do, 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 do. Um. Welcome to Fantasy Draft. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. Um, I can't believe you're stumped right now. I mean, I'm thinking. It, I was thinking ahead the whole time. Like, I know. I'm just because the problem is I've got like four. I've got two picks left, I and I've wanted, got like six I wanted, guys. I it. Yeah, I so that's the whole thing. I I got two picks left, and I'm I keep running around like six different guys. And now it's all about bragging rights because I'm going to post it on Facebook later and be like, "Hey, who had the better draft between me and my co-host?" So. Okay, uh, fuck it. Kurt Schilling. Yep, 
So Kurt Schilling, and then I end with Babe Ruth. No. He was a pitcher. He was a pitcher, yeah. That's the funny thing. Um, Pretty good pitcher, I guess. I hate this guy. I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Madison. Bumgarner. Yeah, and I I hate Bumgarner, but I think about okay, the the San Francisco Giants dynasty started 2010, 2012, and then 2014 or 15, whatever it was. Started and ended with Bumgarner. And, yeah, so that's a good pick. And, and you know, okay, here here's why I picked Bumgarner and I hate him. The fucking Giants. I did not want them to win. I wanted Kansas City to win in 2014, okay? Okay. And they were so worried because Kansas City had been handing it to him that they pitched Bumgarner on like two or three days or something, like no rest. I'm trying to remember. He pitched one night, came back in the next night. They had him pitching again as a reliever. Like, they got so scared they had to turn to their ace starter to come in and reliever. But he shut them down. You know what's funny about that Giants team, too, that dynasty? They had, like, four really great pitchers. Uh, relievers, closers, starters. You had Bumgarner. You had Timmy Lincoln, which reminds me of the he always, the, the, the – the movie with Ben Affleck, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. He looked like that boy. You had Brian Wilson, the beard. The guy was like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, like 300 pounds, the big beard. You had Brian Wilson. And then Jeremy Affeld, uh, who was just a no-nonsense. But anyways. So, all right, uh, Kurt, you've got one pick left. So Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. Well, okay. What I wanted to add to this was, let's run through this list, and who has the ring and who don't. That's going to, on paper, it'll be one way. But well, some of these I'm not actually sure of, so I'll let you do that. Maybe so we figured it out, by the way. Valzuela, yes. Put a Y. Glavin, yes. Nolan Ryan. Are you sure? Well, who would have been with Angels? Angels never won it. And Astros never won. That's who you pitched with. Yeah, that's right. Astros never did win one, did they? Nope. Dang it. Bob Gibson. Yes. Sandy. Yes. yes. Brett. Definitely. Mariano. Yes. yes. Oral. Yes. yes. John. Ken Larry. Yes. We are family. 1979. Seaver. Yes. Red Machine. So you have one guy on your team that doesn't have a ring. Yep. Randy Johnson. Yes. Clayton. Yes. yes. Roger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. Yes. Greg. Yes. Doc. Was Doc part of that 08 team or did he come in in 09? This is my own team. Why am I not remembering this? Phillies. See, he was there for the 09 season when we lost the Yankees. And by the way, that will be uh, an episode we cover 
the 2009 World Series because I had my heart broke. The Yankees 27th championship and my Phillies last appearance in the World Series. I just can't remember when Doc came in. Did he come in in that 08 season to get that ring or was it 09? Because he pitched in the 09 World Series. You know what? I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to. I'm trying to see here. Maybe he came in in 2010. I can't remember. All right, here we go. We're uh, we're on Google now. This bonus episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards career, 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 career. Dude, December 15th, 2009, they traded Holiday to the Phillies. So he missed it. So, no. Cy Young. Yes. Andy Pettit. Definitely. Kinley. Yes. Kurt. Yes. Madison. Yes. So. We have three pitchers that did not win a championship. Wait. Who's the third one? No way. Holidays and no. And Nolan Ryan was a no. That's and uh, Cy Young, Cy Young, Nolan Ryan, and uh, Cy Young won a World Series. So we each have that's pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure Cy Young won a World Series. We each have uh, one guy on our list that did not win a ring, deserved a ring. Yeah, World Series champion 03. Yeah. Yeah. So, unless we're wrong, to the best of our knowledge, yeah. So, well, that was fun. Uh, Definitely going to post that out there. I mean, on paper, we're tied yet. So, we'll let the listener decide. What listeners? They're out there. The few we have. I was going to empty that, but never mind. All right, what else? What else you got? Bonus content. Word of the day, wieners and buttholes. <laughs> That's an inside joke, guys. Don't ask because we're not going to tell you. It's an it's it's nothing really perverted. It's just you know it's nothing you know it's making one of them things. Just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Don't ask, don't tell. Well, damn, that sounded bad. Bad day. Yeah, it was it was a thing. It was a thing at work. A bad yeah. It's just kinda, it, word of the day, wieners and buttholes. One of them kind of days. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you have fun playing word association earlier, huh? Yeah. So, okay. Larry Bird. Boston Celtics. That's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, legend, as far as I'm concerned. Greatest white boy? <laughs> That's okay. You can say that. That's not racist. I mean. Who would get mad at saying calling somebody a white boy? I mean, he was. Well, I mean, it. We can debate it. I call it the hot seat, but. Right. You got five minutes in the hot seat. Argue my. You got five. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not now, but that's that's how I used to play hot seat with. It's a long story. Just you know. Moving on. Moving on. Professional wrestling. What's the first thing you think of? Me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Oh, you almost look like a sheep herder. The sheep herder. Yeah. The bushwhackers. The bushwhackers. Luke and Butch, yeah, the bushwhackers. bushwhackers. <laughs> dude, so I got some people on Facebook. They're like, have you done a wrestling episode yet? I'm like, no. They're like, are you doing one with your co-host? I'm like, man, he's not really a wrestling guy. I could. Dude, I'll do wrestling. And then they're like, well, you could do an episode on your own, couldn't you? I was like, oh, I totally could. I was like. I mean, you're wrong, uh, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson's got a podcast. They release that every episode six o'clock every Tuesday morning. The Hitman Heart. That was my hero, Pink and Black Man. He's a got to be a bad son of a bitch. That was the whole gimmick back in the eighties when him and Am, when him and, when him and Anvil got together. He goes, "I'm the only one tough enough to wear pink and get away with it." So, uh, Ric Flair, yes, sixteen time. Uh, for all you listeners out there, if you want five minutes of fun, it'll be five minutes of fun, and then before you know what, 30 minutes will go by, and before you know it, two hours, just get on YouTube and Google Ric Flair promos. For those of you not familiar with the wrestling business, promos are the interviews the wrestlers do, or they're in character. And you know what? Actually, I should preface this. Google Ric Flair 1980s promos when he was at his hottest and his peak. And got okay. <clears throat> so Ric Flair's the Nature Boy, right? That's right. So the original Nature Boy was Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Okay. Then there was a third Nature Boy that tried Buddy Landell. Buddy Buddy had potential. Buddy had some demons, whatnot. So there's this infamous line in a Ric Flair promo where he's calling out Buddy Landell, and he said, Buddy Landell, I've spent more money on spilled liquor across bars all over this country than you made in the entire year last year, so don't test me, buddy. And uh, Ric Flair's like, I live on in the biggest house, on the biggest hill, on the biggest side of town. I drive a Rolls Royce. I drive a Mercedes-Benz. I wear $600 alligator lizard skin shoes. I roll with the finest women, every woman in here, except that fat one sitting over there. And just, oh my God. Okay, and, I, and I'm going to, hot take, hot take. Let me tap the mic. It's a hot take. Kirk's got me fired up. Damn, we had a good Tiger Woods episode. I'm all amped up from here. That's why we're doing this shit at 2.30 morning. Okay, Ric Flair, people are always going to say, is the greatest heel in the history of the wrestling business. For those of you that are not familiar with pro wrestling, Babyface is a good guy. A heel is a bad guy. Wrestling's consumed my life, as all my friends will attest. Everybody's always going to say Ric Flair was the greatest heel of all time. I challenge that. You want to know why I challenge that? All right, roll with me, kid. Here we go. This is why I challenge this. You see how passionate I get talking about wrestling? Ric Flair is the second greatest heel in the history of the wrestling business. There was one guy that was better than him. And after I tell you, you're going to ask me why, aren't you? I guarantee There was one heel that was a hotter, better heel than Ric Flair, and that was Hot Rod Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper. Now, you're thinking Ric Flair's resume and Piper's resume. You're probably asking why I said that, right? Yeah. Okay. You've been around our boss's desk, and you've heard me say this before, that the two biggest stars in the history of the wrestling business, the guys that have sold merch, merchant, sold merch, fuck, it's two of them, 
sold more merchandise, headlined more pay-per-views, sold more tickets than anybody, is always going to be Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin. People don't know shit about wrestling. You ask them what Hulk Hogan does or what, you know, Steve, oh, that's wrestling, okay? Piper is what made Hogan what he was. Hogan wins the championship from the Sheik in Madison Square Garden in 84, okay? So then he starts the feud with Piper shortly thereafter. People wouldn't have loved Hulk Hogan as much if they didn't hate Roddy Piper more. So that is why, to the history of the wrestling business, I will always say that Roddy Piper is the greatest bad guy, the greatest heel in the hit. Sorry, Rick. I'll put you at number two. All the credit you deserve. But a hot take, a hot take by me, Roddy Piper is the greatest heel in the history of the wrestling business because without Piper being the asshole that he was, Hogan would have never been the star he was. Piper made Hogan. What are you going to do, brother? <laughs> That's right. I liked Hogan. I liked it. Say your prayers, brother. That's right. Did you were you were you standing in the aisleway when we came back from break the other day and Roberto was well, I shouldn't say her. the nice white haired gentleman was talking to our boss and uh he was looking at me and I look go, What you gonna do, brother? When the twenty four inch pythons, what you gonna do? And he was looking like, What in the fuck are you Americans talking about? Oh my god. I wouldn't never know. The laser operator was with there standing there with me i thought he was gonna die that little feller he was like what the fuck was that dude like, hulk hogan brother you say your prayers brother 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 randy macho man savage oh yeah the macho man yeah cup of coffee in the big time yeah oh man dude Eric Vaughn. i'm trying to take texas tornado carry von eric that's what you was going to say? Well, I mean, I didn't know he's... Kerry Von Erich, Texas Tornado. He was part of the Von Erich family that he... Uh, Wasn't he supposed to be... A top guy? And then... Uh, kind of life committed got, suicide in 93. Kind of life got in the way and then, yeah. So, the story with those family is... Uh, this has turned into a wrestling... I'm, I'm, I just come alive now. Okay, so... Vince McMahon took over from his first dad in 1982, right? Okay, so at that time, wrestling was still very much based on territories. You know, Jerry Lawler, Memphis, USWA, that was the Memphis territory. They ran Memphis, Louisville, Evansville, Arkansas, Tennessee. Vince and the WWF at that time were running the northeast part. You know, the they always ran the Garden, the most famous arena in Madison Square Garden. They, they were based in Connecticut. People called it the New York Territory. When guys were leave to go work for vance it was always in the wrestling business referred to as hey we're going to new york because it's stanford's right outside of new york city stanford connecticut so at any rate uh back then it was still territory based well in the south the biggest territory down south was world-class championship wrestling based in dallas they ran the old sportatorium in dallas it was owned by the von eric family fritz von eric he had five boys and uh Four of them died. Three of them died. And then the most promising one was a young stud named the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Kerry had a short reign, a short few with Ric Flair. Kerry was an NWA world champion for a while. He went to work for Vince. What people didn't know is uh, K 
Terry had gotten in a motorcycle accident while working for Vince or shortly before Vince, and he ended up having his foot amputated. So he was paranoid that if they found out about this, it was going to hurt his push. So when he would get to the arenas and the buildings that night, he would already have his wrestling boots on. Motherfucker would go take his shower after the match in the locker room and have somebody standing outside kind of nearby. He would shower with his boot on because he didn't want anybody to know. And it's amazing to me that you can work for a boss, especially a guy like Vince McMahon. And for all you people don't know nothing about wrestling, McMahon is like the godfather. of. Okay, so he knows everything. He sees all, knows all, hears all. Vince did not know the guy had a, was missing a foot. That's pretty crazy. Didn't know that. The Texas Tornado. Ca- I'm proud of you for referencing that. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, I do. I do he was uh, he had a big deal with Ric Flair. The cage matches. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's where the I, Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Uh, all of me of the Ultimate. The Ultimate Warrior. Kind of, kind of the same build. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior. The Legion of Warrior fans will ride you on the... Oh, my God. And the thing about Warrior is his promos, he would write... Which, it was cool when I was a kid. I mean, by the time I can remember Warrior, he was kind of fading out, you know, because I was born in 87. He's no longer with us, neither. He passed away in 2014. Two days after he was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, he died. Macho Man died 10 years ago. Heart attack, car wreck in Florida. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Passed away in 2015, I do believe. Dusty Rhodes passed away American 16, Dream. 17, maybe. Uh, Hogan's still with us. Hogan's Hulk, still, still with us. Flair's, Flair's going to Flair's gonna live forever, dude. What's the matter? he got to go out. Okay. Well, uh, you get me all excited talking about wrestling. There ain't a whole lot about this you can't ask me that I won't. Oh, I know, I know. <clears throat> I wanted to, I wanted to play, I wanted to play this real quick, just since, just because you were talking about talking about him a minute ago. So, it's the Ultimate Warriors theme. Come to ring, and all, he's got them bands around his arm. He comes in, he's just you know shaking the top rope. Yeah. He feuded with Jake Roberts, Jake Snake Roberts a lot. Uh and then, you know, Hogan and Warrior, Skydome in Toronto, man. WrestleMania 6, 1990. I was three years old. I got I, I don't have any memories of that. Everybody's always like, what's your first memory of wrestling? Really? Uh, and people find this hard to believe, but I was three years old or so. It was November of 90 undertaker de- debuted at the survivor series, 1990. I was three years old. I vaguely remember that. And everybody's like, you can't remember when you're three. Well, you know, it's been, you can remember some things from three or four years old. So, and, and I, I just say survivor series, but truth be told, it could have been a few months after, but I was like three or four seeing the undertaker that was my first introduction to wrestling and you know adam was talking to my dad at work all the time about it and my dad's like i swear to god i never knew when i sat down to watch this with him when he was three or four that this was going to consume his whole life and adam kind of shook his (laughs) shook his head my dad goes i ain't lying it consumes his fucking life 
He knows so much about something that nobody cares about. Dad goes, I don't even watch it anymore, but here he's spouting off facts all the time. And somebody cares about it. I mean, a lot of people Vince cares about it. I mean, he's a mill. I do bleed wrestling. Uh, the UFC, that's Branch Alford. That's a future. My, my, my favorite, that's an episode in the works. So. My, my favorite style of wrestling is the wrestlers, the grapplers. I mean, the guys that. <laughs> I'm not lying. The bonus content episode where we're breaking the fourth wall and we're talking about normal episode. Right here, episode 36, which again, when we do these, won't all be in order, might not cover them all. But if we do, episode 36 says the rise of MMA. I like it. <laughs> you, you remember the first UFCs? God. Uh, Hoist Gracie. Hoist Gracie, and you had uh, Mark, Ken Mark Shamrock. the Hammer. Uh, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. You had Mark the Hammer Coleman or whatever. Oh, God. Hoist Gracie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when nobody watched it. Brutal. Dan the Beast Severn. Brutal. I love it. Dan Severn was a beast. Yeah, he was. He was a pro. He turned a pro wrestler, too. He made a living in pro wrestling, too. Pound for pound, though, Hoist Gracie. Oh, Hoist Gracie fucks somebody up. Stick your elbow in your asshole, for sure. (laughs) I was just getting ready to say, I mean, he'll rearrange your limbs. Yes. I mean. And once he got a hold of you. Submission? I'm pretty sure the, best. I think the, best. the first time I really remember Hoist Gracie, and I don't remember a lot of the early UFCs. I can remember seeing it. We, we didn't get internet at my house till I was like the year 2000. Well, we didn't have satellite until like 97, but I can remember seeing things advertised. What really introduced me to Hoist Gracie was I think he had that 90-minute that battle in Pride with Sakuraba or whoever it was. And I was like, I seen shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, my God. Devastating. Martial art. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, like it. I, I, I still like the old format. When the original format, it was more of a tournament style. That's exactly what it was. It wasn't pay-per-view bouts all yeah, the time. Know, it was a tournament. You fight three or four times a day, the same day. Uh, that was... A lot, more, a lot more factored in that. I mean, you know my dream job? One of them? What's that? Dana White's job. Yeah, it'd be fine. That rich bastard. Oh, shit. All he does is book fights, do interviews. Do I like him? Uh, I, I think he's kind of a piece of shit, but he's got a cool job. Yeah. Uh, hot take here. Hot take. Oh, hey, you know, speaking of that. <laughs> I keep going. I carry this paper. Tell everybody I carry these oh, these yeah, these he, three papers to work every day. Go with him everywhere he goes. I ain't. So it's about future episodes and things we talk about. We, we could do the hot take type thing too, really. Oh yeah, there and there, one of the episodes on here would be was a, a what if special, and that's Anderson Silva versus George St. Pierre. And here, hot take, hot take. I don't care who hears this. In the what if special, if we. Ever would do Anderson the Spider Silver versus George Rush St. Pierre. I'm here to say you heard it here first. GSP would take Anderson Silva out. Silva might have that reach. GSP is going to get him down and it's over. Silva's a knockout artist. I'm not one of my all time top five favorite knockouts of UFC history was uh, God, what number was it? It was the UFC fight in 
2010 or 2011. I can't remember. It was when they were in Brazil and they and uh, Silva fought Vitor Belfort, and that front kick chin, that front kick right to the chin, just right on the button, and Vitor just you know what I'm talking about. Vitor just folded like a goddamn accordion, son, and it was it was lights out. And I'm like, did that just happen? I'm like, he really like he just kicked his head into like row 17, like. Yeah. I mean, in his to see his leg, to see Vitor Belfort's legs go out from underneath him like that was one of the scariest but coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Belfort was one of the most fierce strikers at the time. Goddamn, this is why I love bonus episodes, because we just sit here, we don't have no format, we're just shitballing and spitballing and shitballing. It's like 2.30 in the morning, bro. Get off my back. Okay, so this is fun. Uh, <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, hands down. Okay, one of my favorite UFC fighters at the time, and honestly, I can't tell you the last time. Uh, there's a guy that works in welding for my dad. He always runs the robots over there, that Dobson kid. Uh, he's a he's an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. We talk. He comes talks to me once or twice a day. I probably shouldn't say that. he's working really hard. He works for my dad. My, you know, he's he's a good hard worker, so that'll cover it. Uh, we talk MMA a little bit. Uh, he's like, "Well, who's your who's your favorite fighter?" I'm like, "Dude, I haven't watched an actual UFC fight in probably three years." I mean, I read the reviews on all the time. Uh, Junior DeSantos, JDS was one of my favorite to see him. As the world champion, and then, you know, he lost, and then he just never quite recovered. Siago. Sagano. Sagano. Brock. Brock Lesnar. Okay, so here's here's the thing about Brock Lesnar. So, you got to understand multiple things are at play with what I'm about to say. Nebraska farm boy? Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota Golden Gopher. Okay. Okay. So, you got to understand multiple things are at play here. I'm a fat kid. Brock was kind of a hefty kid growing up. Uh, Brock was a turn pro wrestler. You gotta understand. I started wrestling in like elementary school, junior high. I wrestled four or five seasons. I loved it, and then unfortunately, I just got too fat. And you know, IHS AA says to heavyweight was anything over two fifteen in high school, and junior high it was anything over one sixty five. So, but the heavyweight limit was 215 on up and IHS AA standards at that time in 04, 05, whatever it was, said uh, the maximum weight limit was 325 pounds. You had 110 pound. If you weighed 216, you were wrestling heavyweight. So I could essentially come in and weigh, you know, 110 pounds more than you. So I got too fat, but... uh <clears throat> I knew who Brock Lesnar was for the simple fact, um, you know, he was trying to go to pro wrestling. So that brought me, cause you know, my time at that time, well, I get tongue tied, but I get, I'm getting excited at that time. I was on the internet all the time looking at anything pro wrestling. They call it in the, in the wrestling business, they're called dirt sheets, the underground newsletters and publications that spill all the backstage shit, the breaking kayfabe stuff. So you hear about who's coming in, who's this guy coming in, da-da-da. So I knew about Brock because Brock was a two-time NCAA heavyweight champion. Brock was a hell of a collegiate wrestler. I knew about Brock. I tried to be like Brock. The only problem was I couldn't be like Brock because Brock's muscle and I was fat. So, But 
uh, you want to talk about a scary son of a bitch as a high school re- Brock wrestled at a young age all the way up through you know middle school and high school and collegiate. He's a two-time NCAA heavyweight champion. Scary son of a bitch to see the way he's throwing these other college kids around. And then he gets in UFC and... No, I mean, it was impressive at first, and then Alistair Overeem punched him in the gut after he had that uh, diverculitis, and then his career was over. Uh, Juan Vasquez. Cain Velasquez. Yeah. He put a hurt on him, too. They had some duel. Frank Mir. Like Frank Mir. Broke uh, Minotaur. Was it? Hodrick Nicaragua. His arm. I can't ever pronounce the guy's last name. Minotaro Noguera. 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 Broke his arm. Just snapped it. Did you ever see that? Yes. You see, you seen that? Truth, so. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't care if you've seen it in real time, but you've seen the clip, right? <sighs> Fuck. It's funny you brought that up because I just came across an article on Facebook a couple days ago where I read through it where uh, Frank said that he gets asked about that all the time. He goes, I don't regret it. He could have tapped out, dumb bastard. <laughs> I was like, Man, like, really? Well, I mean, that's what they're, they're trying to do. <laughs> that's pretty tough, son of a bitch, though. Uh, not to tap it out, though. What do you think? Yeah. You know, a guy I liked? He's short and fat like me. Big country. Hey. <laughs> hey, Roy Nelson, big country. And Joe Rogan would dog him and dog him and dog him, but the man could fight. He can fight. I get asked. Joe Rogan would always be like, well, he's not he's not physical. The physical element's not there. And by God, go in there and stand in there with him. See how heavy, heavy, <laughs> heavy hands, dude. Heavy. All right, bro. So here it is. I'm, I'm going to lay this out for you. I like the big country. Bro. So I get asked a lot about, you know, when I talk MMA with guys, who's your all-time favorite fighter? It's hard to pick one, but if I had to pick my all-time favorite, um, he did a little bit of work in UFC. He was more known for what he did in Pride Fighting Championship. Mirko Krokop, the the kickboxer. Oh, dude. Mirko Krokop. I think he had, what was it, a record like, I don't know. How, it, it, was a, it was double digits. Wasn't he like kind of a master of the kick, too? Yeah, the kick. He was a more, yeah, he had a Muay Thai kickboxing background. He was an actual cop, which is where the cop part came in. Mirko Crow Cop. Uh, my Lord. Uh, uh, dude, I've seen him finish so many guys. Just And he had that long, them long yeah. fucking legs, bro. Vanderlei Silva and Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson, tough son of a bitch. Hendo. The Hindo, um, Vanderlei had the greatest name too, the Axe Murderer. Yeah. Okay, so like man, I get excited. We got to talk about uh, his. <laughs> okay, funny story, and this is pro wrestling related, but it's MMA related. Funny story. So, growing up as a kid, <clears throat> and, and like I think me and you had talked about earlier and we might actually talk about on this podcast when we started this bonus episode because it's like three o'clock in the morning i have no memory nothing i mean i'm not stoned i'm not drunk or none of that bullshit but i'm high off this piger woods at best episode we've ever done but uh so my favorite tag team was based out of the memphis territory jerry lawler 
and uh, Jerry Jarrett, Jeff's dad. They own they were owned and ran Memphis. It was uh, PG thirteen. When I was a kid, that was my tag team. They always ran around. It was uh, Jamie Dundee, Bill, superstar Bill Dundee's boy, and uh, Wolfie D. They, they were the boys that ran around with the hubcap all the time. So they were kind of like the rapper, which if, if you remember, for those people that don't appreciate wrestling like I do, you have to understand this. Um, what, Mem- what set the Memphis territory apart from the WWF then and all these other territories, and Memphis really was pretty much the last territory in wrestling. And the only reason it survived so long was because Jerry Lawler was working for Vince McMahon and running Memphis at the same time. So that's why it stuck around. Memphis was known for their video packages. Every time a tag team would come in, a superstar would come in, they had the best vignettes in wrestling history. Kamala, the fabulous ones, the rock and roll RPMs, all these guys. Uh, <laughs> they dressed them up as rappers, okay? So, and, and you're like, how's this getting a UFC? Just, just roll with me, kid. I promise it's going to come back around. But my favorite tag team my whole life was PG-13. So they drove to they drove to Nashville to Jerry Jarrett's house because Jerry Lawler wanted him to talk to Jerry because Jeff Jarrett's dad Jerry Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler ran Memphis that was their territory they ran everything fifty fifty Lawler liked the PG thirteen idea these two little thug and rapper kids these little white boys so he wanted them to run it by Jerry Jarrett though so they drove to Jerry's house and they put all their gear on and then they had the hubcap with a chain wrapped around the neck Jerry Jarrett who was a Fairly honest, religious guy. Don't curse a whole lot. Jerry Jarrett was sitting in his living room, his big mansion there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And this is a true story. Jerry goes, the fuck is that on your neck? He said, that's our finish. Which in wrestling terms, that's, you know, how they went, you know, for the people that don't know. What the fuck are you going to do with a hubcap finish? We're going to hit him in the head with the hubcap, throw it out of the ring before the ref sees us and pin him. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, the reason this is related is when I was a kid, I thought and believed for a while that UFC was fixed. And and if you people, the people that know me know, I hate, absolutely detest, and it disgusts me when people say that pro wrestling is fake. I always say wrestling is not fake. It's fixed because there is real athleticism. You do get hurt. Owen Hart fell 70 feet from the fucking rafters on May 23rd, 1999 and died in the ring. He fell 70 feet. His beaner cable broke as he was making a descent from the rafters. He fell. Darren Drozdoff, who played linebacker and defensive end for the fucking Denver Broncos, was a University of Maryland Terrapin was paralyzed at a TV taping in 1999 by a botched powerbomb. Don't tell me wrestling's fake. It's fixed. I used to think it was fixed, but I could never... I used to think UFC was kind of gimmicked a little bit. And Jamie Dundee had done a shoot interview, which in wrestling, a shoot's where you bear all and you don't pull no punches. He said, I thought UFC was fixed as hell and fake as fuck. He said, until I seen Tito Ortiz beat the shit, or Chuck Liddell beat the shit out of Tito Ortiz. And uh, if I remember, they did three of those. And Liddell beat the fuck out of him pretty much every one. Tito ran that mouth, the the Huntington Beach yeah, bad boy. Yeah, yeah. And 
Tito was a hell of a fighter, but when Chuck Liddell got a hold of him, son. Man, the power in that overhand left was just, it was lights out, man. The Iceman coach. Randy Couture. Roman Greco. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Dirty boxing, they call it. Uh, Matt Hughes is another legend. I like the other Matt. I loved when Matt Hughes took on Matt the Terra Sarah. I loved Matt Sarah. He was a small, short bastard. Golly, was he an athlete, kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, God. So you talking about combat sports? Uh, I like it. Boxing. Tyson versus Ali. That is a what-if special. What happens, Tyson versus Ali? Mike, Mike Tyson's the hardest puncher in boxing. Okay. Hot take. There will be. This one will get covered because this is my show, as I always joke, but it's not really. It's it's half Kurtz, too. There will be the what-if special Tyson vs. Ali on my little paper that Kurtz says I carry everywhere. That's the fourth listed episode that we're going to cover. What if Tyson vs. Ali? I'm going to go ahead and make a hot take right now. Tyson vs. Ali. Ali's going to win, but it's going to go the distance. Neither one's going to knock each other out. It's Ali's going to win, but it's going the distance. Decision. Decision. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Boxing goes, needs to make it, a comeback. If it goes the distance, that those, in my mind, it throws the advantage to Ali. I mean. It's going to go the distance. That's how I've got it. I don't know how we're ever going to prepare for a what-if special. Mike Tyson go the distance. Tyson could. You think he was that? If he was in his prime, if they're both in their prime, you think Tyson that? would know that this is a fight he has to prepare for, unlike any We're other. Cardio. Oh, he's cardio for weeks. Okay. I mean, no cocaine, no hookers, right. okay. no weed, right. no nothing. Like he is, he is training that's, his. That's the biggest thing about the UFC that just blows my mind is the, the amount of training. Imagine me and you uh, for 15 minutes. Oh, I'd be dead within 15 seconds. Are you kidding me? Me too. I'd be over there going. <gasps> <gasps> I already hear that now. The cardio side is just. I already do. I already do that now, bro. You should hear myself on the audio when I edit these episodes. I'm like, <gasps> in between every breath, there ain't no way to edit that out. bonus episode dude this was awesome this is all your fault you pushed me you kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me lucky dog what oh yeah he knows yep our third anchor sometimes. Your roommate's not home tonight. Just... He's used to it. Luck's a creature of habit. Yes, he is. <laughs> Absolutely. And we got his doghouse boo. That's, that's bugging. Man's best friend. You know it? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, man's best friend. Oh, uh, yeah. No doubt. You remember your first dog? Yes, I do. I do. A little bitty black lab named Chubbs. <laughs> Chubbs. Dog. Good dog. Yeah. My dad had to... Yeah. Spitz. I had a spitz. Yeah? White, white spitz. Female. 
second, uh, had a little wiener dog. And Wieners and buttholes. That dog lived to be 20 years old. A little Dachshund? Dachshund. 20 years? 20 years. What is that in dog years? That's like... Uh, Seven, be 140 years old. That's an old... Yeah, old. He's a mean little shit when he got older. Holy crap. <laughs> this morning. Do you have a dog now? No, not now. This morning. So what are you doing? You have kids to be one. You're, don't beat me to the punchline, asshole. <laughs> this morning, the kids go, my middle one, she's seven. She goes, Dad, we need a dog. And my nine will be ten in August. My nine-year-old goes, Dad, get a dog. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to have a dog. But I'm working two jobs, and it's going to be late till I get home. And, you know, I don't. They're like. Dad, get a dog. And I'm like, they're like, we'll take good care of him. I'm like, okay, listen, you guys are here one night a week and then yeah. every other weekend. I'm going to get stuck taking care of this dog. Are you guys going to clean poop up off the floor? Well, no, that's your job. <laughs> no, it's not. Ask your mom to get you a dog. You guys get a little older, we'll get a dog. You know what I've always wanted? My dream dog? Old English Bulldog. Prettiest dogs. Marine Corps, Marine Corps mascot, man. Yeah. Semper Fi. Thank you to all veterans who may or may not be listening to the podcast. Yes, for sure. This wouldn't be possible. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it wouldn't be possible right now if it wasn't for sacrifice. Dude, this was a great idea. Bonus episode. We're just rattling shit off. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. We're going to do another pick em real quick. Okay. This this fun. We're we're covering everything. Bonus content. We're gonna have to do more of these bonus episodes every once in a while, where we just get on here and just shoot the shit. Freelance it. So, as you see, I'm writing stuff down. Okay. And I hate odd numbers. So I'm gonna pick seven, and I'm gonna put a star down here. So we're gonna pick eight players. NBA, all time. So, you have to pick your starting five, whatever order you want. You have to fill your five starting positions. And then you can pick three utility players and a coach. Okay. And any player, dead or alive, fantasy draft. draft. Instead of having backups, though, we're going to just do it. You're going to fill your five, and then – and these are interchangeable. I mean, if you got a guy that's playing a one-guard – you could pick a two guard and make him play the one. It's interchangeable. Uh, I'm gonna stick to the traditional. Okay, okay, that's fine. You can do what you want, but you get three utilities, whatever position you want, and a coach. And even though it's your house, and I let you go first, you're my guest. Yeah, this time I'll go first. So we're going NBA. So I can have anybody I want. So I might as well be an asshole and take Jordan. So I mean, so. Yeah, so I'm gonna put him in at my two. Well, I mean, I look at the way I number. He's my first overall pick, but he's going in spot two. I mean, I don't have to stick to tradition. You can, but uh, so then it would it would go to you, and you would get two picks. Uh, Magic. So Magic's your point guard. Yeah. Shooting guard. 
you don't have to go in order. I mean, you could pick your center if you wanted. So, Magic Johnson, he's your two guard. Oh, you know where I'm going with my center. Chamberlain, for sure. I'll go ahead and mention my two picks right now. I'll have to think about the two. So, who's going to be your center? Chamberlain? <laughs> so you got Magic and Chamberlain. So I've got Jordan. So now uh it's back to me for two. So uh Well, I mean, I pick him in everything we ever do. So here's my point guard. You know who I'm picking? Iverson. So Iverson He's my point guard. And then um Iverson Jordan. Boy, wasn't that a Iverson Jordan? Wow. So and then uh There's a lot of guys left on the table, but I'm going to nab this guy just so you don't get him. I'm going to put him in at a utility, and it's Clyde the Glide. Glide. How often do I talk about him with you? Dude, that was one of my picks. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Clyde the Glide. Oh, dude, you're an athlete. Holy crap. Okay, so now it's back to you. I was tempted about taking a center, but I was like, I wanted to get Clyde Drexler before you beat me to it, so... We know I'm gonna go Larry Bird. So Larry Bird's your small forward, right? Yep. And I'm still, I'm still up there. I'm Wait, you've got Magic and Bird on the same team? Wow. Okay. That'd be pretty good. So. I, I struggle with my shooting guard. Part of me wants to say George Gervin, but I, Tracy McGrady. Adam will love that. Okay. T Mac. He could do from anywhere. Tracy on McGrady. Score. So now I've back to me for two, right? Yep. Okay. I'm gonna put this guy in as a power forward because he could play the four or the five. Uh, Bill Lambeer. Oh yeah. Nice. You really like that? I like that. Beer Lambeer. Oh, ruthless he was an asshole nobody liked him so bill lambeer is gonna be my power forward and then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna take Shaq for my center so your team's beating mine already (laughs) so so far i've got iverson jordan bill lambeer Shaq, and clyde the glide you've got magic t-mac larry bird and chamberlain gonna go in as your power forward wow Charles Barkley will be my first reserve. reserve. I like the, mount, the round mount of rebound. Listen, he was 6'6", but there's no way he was 6'6". Charles Auburn, Barkley. Auburn Tiger. Right? Uh, I do believe he played. Yeah, he did. He did played at Auburn. Hell yeah, he did. Wow. Okay, so I have yet to pick a small forward. 
LeBron's still out there. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. Sean Kempf. Oh, dude. Better than have him up. <laughs> um, so, so I got two positions left, but I still got to fill my small forward first. So I got two utilities. So, um, I almost want to pick LeBron just to say Jordan Iverson and LeBron together, but I'm not going to pick LeBron because I already have Jordan. That wouldn't be fun. Uh, I love Sean Kemp. He's one of my all-time favorite players. But uh, I'm going to pick Grant Hill. Good pick. Damn good pick. Damn, I wish I had almost going now. So I'm going to pick Grant Hill, and then I've got two utility spots left to fill. And I'm going to take – so I've got a pointing guard. Well, I got a two-guard, Clyde Drexler. Clyde's kind of at that spot where he could play a three or or the one. So that's a real utility player there. They got him on 2K as a two and three, a shooting guard or a small But I've seen him play point guard. He could, yes. So that was a damn good pick I got. So my next utility role, I got Bill Lambeer so I could have another center. You know, he could play center power forward. So who the frick? Uh, Iverson, Jordan, Grand Hill, Bill Lambeer, Shaq, Clyde the Glide, Drexler. Um, you notice how we're drifting back to the, the era? I, I, almost like that, yeah, isn't it? Why is that? I mean, there's good ball players today. There's and damn good. There's shooters yeah, there, but Steph Curry's the best shooter. Well, nobody's think. picked Curry yet. That's true, but I wasn't gonna pick him though. I'm gonna pick Jamal Crawford. No, oh, you sucker. No, I'm not. <laughs> Shout out, to Adam. Shout out, Adam. Sweet, we love you, dog. Uh, You know what? Um, <laughs> God, this is tough because they're so because you like just same with the baseball. I've got like six different people in mind, and I don't know who to take. It's hard to justify, you know, uh... you know what? Here's a guy that could play the three, the four, or the five. Kevin Durant. So now you have Yeah, so now you have two picks. Dr. J. Really? Yeah, it's something about him. Julius Irving and here come here comes LeBron or Curry, watch. No, or Kobe. No, uh, man. See that yeah. That's I'll look I was gonna say C Web. Who do I got on my so you have reserve. Magic Johnson, you have T Mac, Bird, Garnett, Chamberlain, Barkley, and Julius Irving. I need a guard there again. Come off the bench. Who better than Kobe? I'm gonna pick Kobe. You know what? I'll let you have Kobe. It's your house. Damn, he changed. He came right out of high school too, didn't he? I'm per- yes, he did. Uh, what the fuck was it? I don't know. Yeah. He did. And then hence the debate with that 
kind of brought on the well should they stay in school or I mean who was the I don't know Kobe I mean he's one of the first guys to come right out of high school wasn't he yeah I almost want to say like Tim Hardaway here or Reggie Miller here or somebody I thought it was Reggie Uh, Blake Griffin James Harden Russell Westbrook there's so many people you could take. Oh, yeah. I've got one utility spot left to fill. I mean, fuck, Draymond Green would be a good Steph Curry would be a good yes. one. Damian Lillard would be a good yes. one. David Robinson. Yes. Holy Tim God. Duncan. Uh, yeah. Ginobili. Star, Star Amari. Tony, Tony Parker was good. <sighs> yeah. That Spurs team was. He's a hell of a coach. Oh, we got a coach too, don't we? Well, yeah, but hang on. Oh, I forgot about that. Fuck it, I'm taking Carmelo. Because I love Carmelo. I do too. Good pick. So I get Carmelo and I get a coach. And just because of how well Carmelo loved being a Nick, I'm going to take Phil Jackson. Good pick. So I've got Jackson with Carmelo and Jackson with Jordan. So, And Jackson with Shaq. So, I'm gonna say Popovich. Popovich. I mean, they're, they're, they're so here, so here we go, here we go. So a rundown, and I will post these on Facebook, on my personal page, and our uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards Facebook page. So the teams read like this: I ended up with Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan, Grant Hill, Bill Lambeer. Shaq, Clyde the Glide Drexler, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, and Phil Jackson as my coach. Kurt, on the other hand, ended up with Magic Johnson, T-Mac, Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, Wilt Chamberlain, Charles Barkley, Julius Irving, Kobe Bryant, and coached by arguably one of the greatest of all time, Greg Popovich. So. Okay, let's run through the championships here. I'm sure Magic, yes, yes. T Mac, did Tracy get one? I don't think so. No, I'm gonna put no. I don't think he did. Uh Kevin Garnett? Yes. Larry Bird. Yes. Chamberlain? Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah, Warriors. Charles Barkley? No. no. Dr. J? Yes. Yes. Kobe? Yes. yes. Pop? Yes. Yes. What's Iverson. No. No. That's very that's Carmelo. Travis, no. Kevin Durant, yes. Shaq, yes. yes. Bill Lambeer, yes. yes. Grant, no. No. Jordan, did Jordan ever win a championship? Uh, I think he might have won a few. Did he win it? Did it, Jordan win a championship? Oh, boy. Yes. Clyde the Glide, no. No. Portland have been his closest. So, I have more no's. So, you have more champions. I have more firepower. Can't argue, Shaq. Dude, unstoppable. That's going to be another what if special episode. If what if Shaq and Kobe never split? I mean, Not only would they have three more rings like Jordan, they'd have think, six. They'd have six straight. When you think of a paint player, a guy is, is in the paint, is there anybody more feared than Shaq? Bill and Beer. 
Shaq would eat Bill and Bear for. I mean, he'd be like, "Oh come on, Pink!" Pink, This is what I love. We're gonna have our first fight on the air. Fuck you! He he wouldn't. Lambeer would bounce off of him, dude. Lambeer would make Shaq piss his pants. Hot take. Here we go. Here, here's our first on hair heated debate. Bill Lambeer makes Shaq piss himself. Shaq might back him down. He's a big boy, but Shaq would be afraid of Lambeer. You think so? Well, Bill Bill Beer was an intimidating son of a bitch, Kurt. But look at Shaq. I mean, this guy here. Shaq's got size. He would hurt people and wouldn't even be able to hurt people. Lambeer Lambeer will make him cry. Be like, hey, is that your mom up there? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what color panties she's wearing. She would get in his head. That was Bill Lambeer's whole thing. And if that didn't do it, he'd probably give you a If that didn't do it, he would elbow you right in the chin. Yeah. I watched Larry Bird literally say something along the lines in a clip like, I'm going to kill this guy after the game. I'm going to meet him in the parking lot, and I'm going to kill him. But you don't think if Shaq would get... If Shaq would get a hold of him, it'd be over. But if Lambeer could get to him first, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's fine. I like it. Dude, we've been talking for an hour and a half on this bonus episode. Bonus content, baby. Bonus content. And then along came the... Hack-a-shack. Who's, who thought of that? <laughs> the fans who... I don't Brilliant, know. huh? Huh? Brilliant. Hack-a-shack. Put him at the line. He can't hit from there. I mean, if he got... The that line, hit everybody. Hack-a-shack, hack-a-Howard, hack-a-DeAndre Jordan. Okay, and then I have a problem with that. Come on, guys. It's the NBA. There's no... Pre- I mean, there's nobody guarding you. You're 15 feet away. You can probably lean halfway to the, the basket and... You know who's a couple names that are you gotta go hit free throws. missing from our list? Well, all kinds of. LeBron. Yeah. Dominique Wilkins. Curry. Damian Lillard. Robinson. Duncan. Wow. <laughs> Rodman. I hated him. Amari Stoudemire. Overrated. What? You're going to sit right here in your kitchen at 3 o'clock in the morning and tell me Amari Stoudemire was an overrated player? I thought thought he was. Wow. Don't give me... Dwayne Wade. Cry, baby. Uh -uh. Dude, uh -uh, don't you hit me with that. I love me some Dwayne Wade. Okay, so when... Marquette. Marquette Eagle. Aren't they the Eagles? Uh, Was he coached by... uh, What's uh, his face? Who's your coach? Uh... What's his face? Crean? Was Tom Crean coaching near then? You know what? We're going to find out. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Okay, Google. Who coached Dwayne Wade in college? According to Wikipedia, Crean has been chosen to coach a number of national teams. In 2001, he was selected by USA Basketball. Tom Crean. Shout out Kurt. And Google. Yeah. I thought it was Tom Crean. Uh, I, yeah, but he had a lot of help in the championships. I mean, it wasn't just Dwayne Wade. I mean, Chris <laughs> Bosh. I mean, LeBron James. They, Ray they, Allen. Ray Allen. Shane Battier. Shane Love Bat- me some Shane Battier, baby. Yes. Uh, 
We're missing somebody yet on that team. Udonis Haslam. Uh, God. Was, who's their point guard? Was that little bitty, uh, oh, number 15. I see. We're going back to 2011, I 2012, 2013 here. Uh, number, number 15. Or was it Jason Williams? White chocolate Jason Williams? Oh, was he on the team? That's the greatest nickname about white chocolate. I think I could stroke it, dude. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dwayne Wade, I don't know. He just something didn't set right. About him. I don't know. He's a champion, though. He is. Can't argue that. So I want to. I want to switch gears here. I can't believe we're we're talking this late in the night. Let's. I want to switch gears here for a little bit. Uh. And I'm going to let people into my personal life a little bit here. So, uh, why don't you, just because I'm getting lazy and tired, why don't you uh, tell everybody about the, the nice, touching text message you sent me the other day about what happened at work? And I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Just uh, well, I could tell you, you wasn't yourself. I mean, something was eating at you. Right. Uh, yeah, and I just kind of tried to play it off, and was like, I'm just focused thinking about the podcast, and you wouldn't, you didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. So then you sent me a text later on that night. I'd have to go back and look at. No, it. No, I mean you ain't got to read it, but the gist of it, you were concerned about me, and we are, it boiled down to what women and relationships. Yeah, yeah. That's what it boiled down to. You, you got any relationship advice you want to give? Be careful what you say. <laughs> I mean, this is an open forum, but we just got some official, unofficial sponsors. Don't want to chase them off. I, so I have no room to talk on it. <laughs> I, any advice on relationships. You were wor- you were really worried about me. Well, yeah. I am. Relationships suck. They do suck. Like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like. Man. I'm not worth it anymore, you when know. One don't reciprocate reciprocate that feeling back. Yeah. That's tough. Word of the day, unrequited. Unrequited love. You know, I'm getting to the point where I don't want to be one of these old bitter bitchy grouchy people, but I'm beginning to think that love and marriage is a sham. I'm beginning to think that all love is is a financial is a financial um how do I want to word this? Pitfall? No, 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 no. It's a it's a financial bulletin point for the economy. Just they want to urge everybody to get married, fuck, have kids, and you know, keep pumping money in the economy. Like Well, you know where my take is on money. Yeah. It's a shame it has to what exist. It's the root of all evil. It is. End of the world. It is. But my whole thing about this is just that uh, relationships just, they suck. Um, and it's like I told you, it was like, I'm just tired of being alone. Like, I, what I have in my life, yes, everybody, yes, listening, everybody has friends. Somebody has a friend. Nobody's completely alone anymore. I don't buy that. But aside from what few friends I have, my whole point to Kurt was I have nothing. I have my kids when I see him. Um, I have my dad. Uh, I've got Kurt in this podcast. Other than my friends, I've got Kurt. This is all I have to look forward to. Uh, spending time with my dad. 
spend time with the kids and this podcast. And, you know, I was dealing with a really bad breakup last year. You've seen the songs yeah, I wrote. Uh, and yeah, pretty good songwriter, folks. <laughs> For real. I appreciate that. I need to play a little better. Well, I got the equipment to record and demo some of my shit just so I can get it. Because I don't, I don't want a recording contract. I'm not a singer. Show you a few shortcuts there and there. Yeah. I'm just a songwriter. But uh, yeah, writing's a pretty good form of therapy for me. So. By all, yeah, by all means, keep uh, exercising. Man. Yeah. I mean, well, what did I tell you then? I think I told you, let's focus on what we do have. Right? That's right. That's what you told me, what we do have, which is my family. And our friendship and our health. I mean, God forbid, and I'm going to knock on every piece of wood around me here, and you got several here in the kitchen, but uh, aside from being fat, I'm not in bad health. Uh, uh, how many people take that for granted? <laughs> yeah. I mean. There's a lot to be thankful for, dude. You know. We're, we're, rich, we're rich in a lot of ways that other people are not. I mean, not monetary far as rich but we got we got it all right you know you're a good guy i think a lot of you i I mean i don't care if somebody hears this and says it's gay and i don't care because i don't get into the gay stuff love is love people need to quit bashing on gay people for their viewpoints whatever it is what love is love but as a friend I love you to pieces, dude. You're always there for me. I mean, I said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And you're like, bet. You're like, I want to help. I want to yeah. join in. And I'm like, man, you ain't got to do that. And this I was, is so not me. I, mean, I know. it's. Not, I brought you out of your shell just like you've brought me out of mine. We're little social butterflies here. <laughs> I've been called a social butterfly. I'm telling you, folks, by the end of the year, he's going to have a Facebook page. I'm going to set it up for him. Kirk Kelly will be on Facebook. <sighs> Man, you know the picture. You know what his profile picture is going to be? Him and Luck. That'll be what it is. Him and Luck. His cover photo will be a picture of his garden. This man in his sprawling mansion here in the thriving metropolis of Alfordsville, Indiana, as we sit on the Dubois Martin County line right now, this man's pride and joy is his garden and all the farmland surrounding. That'll be his cover photo. Love gardening, man. Yeah, you got a real green thumb. <laughs> yeah. that's right there's nothing wrong with that no hey, hey the, uh, i'm all for teaching that stuff in school why aren't we teaching that kind of thing in school how to how to put a seed in the ground and times changed nobody cares anymore and that's the sad part well, folks there's gonna be a day when you need to know that again <laughs> Dude, that was creepy as fuck, just, you weirdo. I'm just telling you, man. Don't you think so? You think At some point, there's going to be a time when... The catastrophe strikes? It's inevitable. Uh, history is shown. and to re- what, What's history do? Repeat. Repeats itself. Think, hey. God damn, we're covering everything on this bonus episode, aren't we? I'm having a blast. Yeah, me too. I mean, I could go for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah. So think, think about this a minute. Think about major disasters and not only disasters, but major events that you've seen since you've been alive. Things that have happened that took the world over. COVID. What I don't. You can touch on this in a minute, but but from what I can remember, super huge events that dominated the news and dominated the world. Uh, COVID. 
Hurricane Katrina. Oh, I was yeah. a high school senior oh, when yeah. Katrina hit. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget where I was when I first heard about Katrina. It was a Saturday afternoon. That was when it made landfall across Florida or wherever, going towards the Gulf. And it killed like two or three people. That was all it was. Just a hurricane. I was laying across my bed on a Saturday afternoon. It was August. And then two or three days later, man, it slammed into New Orleans and goddamn all hell broke loose. Lake Pontchartrain and the Gulf and never seen flooding like that in my life. Uh, what else? The DC Sniper. Oh, yeah. Uh, 9-11. Spaceship. Uh, Challenger. Challenger. I wasn't alive. It was year four. I did not go to school that day. Uh, I stayed home sick, believe it or not. And uh, Played hooky? I, I played hooky. Because you wanted to I watch watched, the Challenger? Well, I mean, I didn't know was what was going to happen ahead of time. I couldn't see the future, but lo and behold, I was watching you, it live. You've seen it happen live. Live. And, wow. Wow. Where, that, that was big news for sure. I mean, where were you at when 9-11 happened? Because I can tell you exactly where I was. Working at uh, the furniture store. Kimball Electronics in Jasper. Kimball Electronics. I guess I can say that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're not employed there anymore. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been working electronics. I was living here. I just got divorced. You was living in this trailer right yeah, here? Yeah. Oh, actually, I was living in the red shed out back. And, <laughs> and on, on the front porch. Wow. I, I was out there on the front porch. It was, it was snowing before I finally moved off the front porch. 9-11, I was in the 8th grade, okay? Just started 8th grade. First period, I had study hall. I hate, by the way, when you schedule classes for kids, what kind of asshole puts study hall as your first period of the day? Now, some people liken this to, hey, you can sleep in study hall or if or you didn't get your homework, homework done. done. To me, it's like, I look forward to study halls. Fuck off time. Me too. And that's the first period of the day. Like, you're killing my whole day. So, first semester, I had study hall first period. I was so pissed. So, what did I do? Here we go. How? Go figure. I'm going to relate professional wrestling to high level. <laughs> so, by the time I was a teenager, I started to get a little bit of a mouth on me. So, what could mom and dad do? By this point, I was big as a goddamn brick shit house. I mean, me and my dad had threw a couple bows at each other at this point. But, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm bigger than him. I mean, he's stronger than me, but I'm bigger than him. It's going to hurt him to beat the shit out of me because he'd pop blood vessels in his hand. Not saying my dad ever abused me, nothing like that. I got my ass whipped when I deserved it. So where do they hurt me? They ground me from watching wrestling. Oh, no. And they disconnect the phone line from the internet. Oh, my dad, gotcha. My dad, being the asshole, would go and put the phone line in his bedroom and lock it up. So... So I can't get on the internet to review the results from Monday Night Raw. So I go to the library, okay, <laughs> study hall, to look at the view or, or view the results from Monday Night Raw the night before, 2001. I was flirting with all the girls. <laughs> Coming back from the library, uh, I see a couple teachers running down the hall. So school starts at 8. This is about quarter till 9. And we, they turn on the news. We get back to study hall. They had already made turn on the news. It's just funny that nobody knew what happened. When we turn on the news, the first thing was just like, hey, a plate hit the World Trade Center. And I'll, to this day, I'll never forget. It was the, it was a up 
the shot panning up on the bed. It wasn't a faraway shot. It was just up, just seeing the hole in the smoke. And there, I thought it was there like a small Cessna plane. And I looked at that hole and I looked at Mrs. Hope. I'm like, by exact words, I should have gotten in trouble. It just, it, it blurted, it blurted out because I was shot. I'm like, it wasn't no goddamn Cessna. Look at the hole in that building. That's a 747 that hit that thing or something. And they're like, pilot error, pilot error. So we go to the next period. Period changes. We go to second period. I was in, I think it was Mr. Hassenauer's social studies class. And that's when I seen the second plane hit live on TV. And then it goes from pilot error to as soon as you see that second plane, they even said on TV, this is a direct attack. America's under attack. So I seen the second one hit live, but I'll never, I'll never to this day, I'll never forget that because I, I dropped GD and I shouldn't have. And it, I, I apologize to the teacher and to God and everybody, but I was like, that wasn't no goddamn Cessna. Look at the hole in that building. I seen the second one hit live. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We always said we weren't going to talk politics and conspiracy theories, but you know what? Fucking send it. Part of me wants to say it was direct terrorist attack. I think it was an attack by our own people on their own. Well, fine. Did we fake the Did we fake the lunar landing? I don't know. <laughs> Are there really aliens locked up in Area Fifty One? No. It's a funny story. So, like two years ago, on three years ago on Facebook, there all these people posting that they were going to raid Area Fifty One. And I was like, shut up. I was like, I please, somebody record this and put it on pay-per-view. Because I wanted to see this ragtag batch of these young Call of Duty kid players storming Area 51 and watching them get picked off with rubber bullets and everything. <laughs> or fuck, they might be using real bullets. I don't know. But like, you're not going to storm Area 51. What are they guarding there, though? Let's top military secrets, Kurt. They have some sort of... There's pieces of Noah's Ark buried in Area 51. Okay. Not really. I, don't... <laughs> I mean, there could be. I mean, the Ark of the Covenant. Who knows what, what's there? They, they, they got, they... Adam Sweet's Fair worth the Illuminati. They, they got... That could be another podcast. So, <laughs> um, they got something there that they don't want everybody... They don't want anybody to know about. Which, if it's military, which I can understand that, but I don't think it's all got to do with military. Probably not. What's your take on change subject here a little bit? Paranormal. Uh, I believe in this stuff more than I can explain to you. That might not be a conversation we have here where everybody can hear it, but let's just say what? I know some stuff. I can see some stuff. I totally believe it, dude. I'll... You know, religion is not a topic you should discuss in public, so I'm just going to preface this by saying this. If people out there believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, which I do, and I ain't going to push religion on anybody, I'm just going to say you don't, you don't kink shame, you don't religion shame, you don't body shame people, you don't shame anything. I believe in God, and all I'm going to say is if you believe that good exists and there's angels out there among us, then brother, there's evil walking too, and I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, hands down, the most evil person to ever walk the planet 
orchestrated the massacre of six million people in the forties. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't mention his name, but you know. So, I mean, that was Lucifer personified walking the earth right there. You orchestrate the massacre of six million people. I mean, you know what blows my mind? I I actually read articles online when I was in high school. I I had to do a paper on the Holocaust. And uh, there's actually conspiracy theorists out there that claim the Holocaust never happened. I, dude, I swear... I, I mean, and these were the dark web pages. This is where you got to go to like page 100 of the web all where all them nuts. There's people like the Holocaust never really happened. Piles of bodies were not fake, folks. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Who in the right mind? Like how cracked out is this motherfucker wherever he was located in the world that put this post up on the, the internet back in 2003 or four or whenever it was that actually had the balls to claim the Holocaust never happened. What the f- Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the witnesses are still, well, they're, they're disappearing fast, but there's probably still a few witnesses there. You know, when I broke up with her in September, she had shown me something that, she had shown me something that rocked me to the core, uh, she actually went and visited Auschwitz. Uh, she studied a year abroad in Spain, and then they went and traveled a little bit around Europe, and, and she actually went to Auschwitz. And when I tell you that looking at these pictures, I literally felt something in my stomach. I did, and I had goosebumps. The hair on my arm was thin. You see, you know, Jason Voorhees, for those that don't know me, I've got Jason Voorhees tatted on my right forearm. The hair on Jason's face right here just stood up when I looked at these pictures. Horrific. She took pictures of the crematories. She took pictures of every... And, oh, my God. Unreal. I mean... It just... I mean... We're getting, pure evil. I don't know how we got to this, but I just want to let everybody know that there's actually conspiracy theorists out there who have the audacity and the balls. And I'll get... Hey, I'll give them props. See... If you want to put that level of stupidity out there, then go you. You're some brave motherfuckers. But there is people out there actually has the gall to say the Holocaust never happened. I don't know how you fake piles and piles of body that of bodies that I had seen on TV. I mean, wasting away. Oh my God! How? Oh man, that gets me fired up. Like I want to smack a bitch. Like how do you? How do you say that never happened? And once again, thank you to our wonderful veterans, alive and gone, who fought to free those people from those things. Uh, now, I do get a kick out of conspiracy theorists that say that Hitler never committed suicide; he just escaped. That one, that one, I'm and I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but like I told you, some conspiracy theories you kind of do kind of hang your head, like you know, uh, do I really think he got away? I don't know. There's been some compelling arguments made, but we'll never have proof. So I always go by the fact that he died in the bunker. But well, let's hope he died and got rid of that evil in the world. If he didn't, well, he didn't last long afterwards <laughs> because he was a sick man, dude. Not a lot of people realize that about Hitler. He had a lot of 
lot of medical issues. For one, he did methamphetamine. Uh, <laughs> well, he did. He had his, the good doctor come today. That's what he would say, I guess. I hope the son of a bitch is rotten. Uh, me too. Me too. Anyways, that's a downer there getting off the Holocaust. But and if anybody's offended by the Holocaust talk here, we're, you know, I, I, I want to politely say fuck you. I don't want to meanly say fuck you, but I want to politely say it. You know, we're just, it's a bonus episode. We're talking about things that come to mind, and I'm just trying to prove that there's actually idiots in the world that had the gall to say the Holocaust never happened. How the fuck did we even get on that? Uh, Talking about evil walking the world, paranormal. But yeah, I I do believe, yeah, I believe, I believe more than you know. We'll, we'll have a a long conversation about this after work and one day or at work and maybe in a few, but yeah, completely. Uh, If you have good, you can definitely have evil. Well, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that way. Uh, Have you ever, have I ever experienced stuff? Oh, yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, I can tell you some uh, shit. Undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. I got a couple stories here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bonus. <laughs> Bonus content. Bonus episode. We're already at two hours again on this one. People are going to wake up today and find two episodes and be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but uh well we we ought to wrap it up before long no I, th- I think so i think that'll be good <laughs> i mean god damn we've we've covered a lot of topics so uh the last few minutes here you got anything you want to say what's on top what's on your head what's on your mind well, uh, i want to shout out again to adam sweet adam uh yeah like i said uh our boss adam sweets uh got a have a surgery going on this week. He's got to go all the way to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we're pulling for you. Man. We're pulling for you, man. Uh, nothing too super, super serious. I mean, even if it was, we're not going to get into his medical shit here. But we're praying for you, dog. And uh, you know he's going to be out of work about a month, maybe or so. So we're gonna we're gonna miss you. Work's gonna suck without you there. Not gonna run worth a shit either. So you're gonna have to hurry back. My poor father is going to be running multiple departments with you out, and that's gonna that that's awesome because I live with the guy or he lives with me, so that's uh, you know, that's gonna be great. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll pull through it. But, uh, we just I just wanted to give another shout out. Yeah, buddy, we're praying for you and uh, hoping everything goes good. And uh, me and Kurt will try not to text you. I mean, we always text you like twenty times a day when you're not there. So uh, I always send him false pit. <laughs> so fun fact uh here i go again with my phone out at work wink wink nobody heard that but you know when you were you were absent last week while he was on vacation or a couple weeks ago and we're doing a little cleaning over there in the simon fell simon's fell simon cell and i found we found a couple of parts that were horrifically ran wrong that been there for a year well no wasn't you they've been there for years and I took a picture of him, sent it to him, and I said, oops. And he goes, I don't even want to hear. Don't even want to hear it. And I'm like, just kidding. I didn't do this. We just found these. They were hidden and buried. They've been there probably like five years. But they were all completely confuckled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I took pictures of him. <laughs> I sent him to him. He goes, I don't even want to hear it. He's like, whatever you broke, I don't care. I'm on vacation. I don't even want to hear it. I'm like, just kidding. But uh, We do some pretty cool stuff here, bro. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I, I like metal smithing. Metal smithing? Yes. That's what you're going to call it? Yeah. That's what I want to call it. Well, I mean, I, I worked with iron, cast iron for 10 years, and now I'm working with sheet metal and uh, tubes. Kind of- Cool. 240 feet long 240 inches not 240 feet i don't have a building big enough to house 240 feet 240 inches need, need more space. yeah hey yeah yeah if people would buy more furniture maybe we could add on i need about an extra 20 feet in every direction i have stuff tell people i have stuff stacked in places that i shouldn't even have it's like Tetris. I'm trying to fit shit. It's like Tetris freezer, you know? Should have took that building about another 40 feet south. <laughs> oh, man. But, Any, anything else? Uh, good job on the research on that. <laughs> the whole reason we're doing this bonus episode, and I can't believe we're, we've, our, we've got a bonus episode that ran almost two hours. I told Kurt we'd get on here and fuck around for about 30 minutes, but... Whatever tape was rolling, here we go. <laughs> but the whole reason this happened is because I was coming off this incredible adrenaline high of like this Tiger Woods episode, and I'm like, this is the best episode we've ever done. Uh, I, as far as the research goes, I had 11 pages on my computer plus what I had on my phone. Uh, I felt like I had deeper research at least with our initial episode of the Golden State Warriors, but. Just the way I formatted the episode together, we were taking break times and we were plugging sponsors, which I didn't plug any on this uh, bonus episode because it's a bonus episode. So, uh, but great job, man. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate you. I mean, for anybody who listened to this podcast and did not know anything about Tiger Woods, you done an excellent job of painting a picture of. Well, and and I appreciate that, brother. And it's like I said, you know, at the end of the episode, and it's like I kind of put in the description. I mean, hot take, hot take right here, live mic. Uh, You know, some people say who goes on the Mount Rushmore golf, and I made the hot take of putting Tiger above Jack, and I say you can put any face on Mount Rushmore you want, but Tiger's the mountain you're carving it out of. So, Uh, And I'm sold. Jack, we love you. 18 majors, Tiger's got 15. But you didn't do for the sport what Tiger did. So he took it by storm, man. Tiger Mania. Tiger Mania. For real. I mean Golf always made headlines, right? But it did not make the top headlines. It was And Tiger was making top headlines. Top headlines. For sure. <laughs> man, I had a I had a blast with yeah, you tonight. I got over here about what, nine o'clock at night, and here it is, uh Almost four o'clock in the fucking morning, and oh my god! <clears throat> the birds will be chirping here. Just they bit. will be. Hell, I'm gonna roll out. I'm good. I'll drive home. Ain't uh, probably gonna sleep for a few hours before this one gets uploaded. You know. Well, yeah. But uh, oh yeah, you're gonna be tired as shit Monday. I'll be all right. Uh, well, Kurt, I think we should uh pick a tune. 
to uh, exit out of here with? What do you think we ought to do something fun? What should we do here? Should uh, this is this is free? Remember that I read that whole disclaimer. I don't know how serious that is, but oh, I know what I'm gonna do. Just because we played it earlier, so uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode here. <laughs> Steel toes and scoreboards, where Kurt's like, "What are we gonna talk about?" I'm like, "Fuck it, we'll roll tape. We'll run, you know, whatever we." But uh, yeah, I love you, dog. I had a hell of a night with you. I didn't think I'd be here for six, seven hours, but it don't feel like that. No. And truth be told, the only reason we're shutting it down is because we know we need to. But I'll tell you right now, I keep going till the sun did come up. But uh, for Kirk Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins. Go ahead and uh, check us out again. Share our our stuff. Get the word out there. Steel toes and scoreboards. And we will see you guys later. Peace out. Here, Kurt, let's play a little little outro. Bonus points for anybody who can tell me what this is. Give me some feedback. This is their, this is their best song. I think it is. The franchise Shane Douglas. That was his theme song, ECW. Perfect Strangers, Deep Purple. Yeah. I done gave it away. I said shout out anybody that can get it, but... All right, guys, we will catch you guys later.